Welcome to the Journal of Family Planning and Reproductive Healthcare podcast. Today I'm talking to Ndola Prata, who is a professor at the Bixby Center for Population Health and Sustainability at the University of California, Berkeley, and also medical director of Venture Strategies Innovations. Ndola is one of the authors of an article in the journal this month called A New Hope for Women, Medical Abortion in a Low-Resource Setting in Ethiopia. Um, Ndola, thank you for taking the time to talk to us today. Thank you, Duncan. It's a very interesting article. Perhaps for a start, you could tell us a little bit about the background to this. Um, abortion was made legal in 2005 in Ethiopia in the case of where a woman's health is endangered if there's fetal abnormality or for pregnancy after rape. And your article starts uh, looking back at 2002, obviously before before that case. So could you tell us a, a little bit about the history of, of abortion in Ethiopia? Well, um, in 2005, the abortion law was uh, revised in Ethiopia to be decriminalized and to be uh, permitted under certain circumstances, uh, for example, for minors in cases of um, uh, rape, incest, and uh, um, other health conditions of both mother and um, the the, the, the pregnancy. And... Uh, however, before the, the changes in the law, uh, you could see from the data, especially hospital, tertiary level hospital data in terms of the level, the high level of bed occupancy due to unsafe abortion, um, the, the deaths related to unsafe abortion, and, uh, and sort of a, and the, the expenditures that uh, healthcare facilities had to uh, uh, deal in terms of you know very limited under very limited resources, especially in uh, in, in uh, different regions in the country, um, had to spend quite a significant portion of their uh, maternal health budget just to deal with um, unsafe abortion consequences. Mm. Um, and the law, as I said, was changed in 2005. <clears throat> However. Um, you can see a dramatic change in morbidity and mortality in Addis, the capital city, uh, but not necessarily everywhere else in the in, in the country, mm-hmm. um, where you know it usually takes time for um, even providers to understand and get to know that the law has changed, um, and then. Uh, changing from you know what was previously the case and of providing of women uh, seeking unsafe uh, uh, terminations um, and implementing sort of a, the new law in terms of you know, how does it look like programmatically um, in country when the law changes, especially uh, with the addition of new technologies such as medication abortion uh, that became um, quite widely available. So uh, because that takes time to take place, um, we still see, and uh, we have uh, g- the good uh, estimates from the Guttmacher Institute in 2008, this is like years after mm-hmm. um, the law has changed, you still see that sort of a, you, you have the expected sort of abortion rates among women of reproductive age, um, but uh, uh, most of it, you know, uh, more, 80% of it uh, was estimated to still be unsafe. Okay. And just to clarify, when you say unsafe abortion, um, what do you mean exactly and, and who's carrying these out? Well, uh, different levels of providers um, or sometimes induced by women themselves with a variety of uh, 
um, of methods, some that have been uh, present in their communities for many, many years, uh, but uh, with very little degree of success, but in, in, uh, with, you know, with desperation, mm. faced with uh, an unwanted pregnancy. Some of these women uh, either seek uh, from providers that don't have the right instruments, don't have the right knowledge, or the, the environment where they provide those services are not, are not uh, 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 sort of uh, sterile. And uh, what happens is that they end up with infections, with the perforations of organs, uh, lacerations and uh, uh, hemorrhage, you know, uh, uh, an array of, uh, of, uh, of problems. And, of course, after that, some of them, because what we see in hospitals is the tip of the iceberg, some of them end up in facilities and the healthcare system has to sort of deal with that and resulting in, in, in many deaths. Mm. So you work with a, a, a rural region, um, Tigray, at the Atigrat Zonal Hospital to to try and make things better for women um, who who want to seek an abortion. So could you tell us a little bit about your concept, really, and uh, how you developed it? So the concept uh, uh, that uh, I developed and then discussed with the, with the colleagues, uh, both in, uh, in Tigray, uh, the top gynecologists there, and uh, some also from the um, um, obsessing gynecology society in Ethiopia and colleagues here in the U.S. was to look at the, the, the healthcare infrastructure and the human capacity that they have available and see, given what we know today with the new technologies, how can we maximize by using those technologies and the knowledge of providing safe abortion-related services, how could we bring those services to um, uh, to the women in Ethiopia. So we started from the health post, which is the lowest level of the healthcare facility that they have, mm-hmm. where um, health uh, extension workers uh, are present, usually two health extension workers in one health post per village, and look at, okay, so what can they offer, given the technologies that we have? Um, and then moving up to the health center and the different levels of providers that you can see in health centers, including clinical officers that in Ethiopia um, can provide, uh, if there is a cesare- the, uh, uh, operating theater, they can provide cesarean sections, so they, they will be sort of at the highest level, mm. to the, the central level of the hospital with you know, all, all, all levels of providers. Um, so, so looking at that, we decided that we could test that the health extension workers at the health post could provide very early safe terminations with medication, mm-hmm. so less than, than uh, nine weeks gestation, and we trained them to do that. At the health center, uh, without surgical capacity, um, they could provide uh, uh, abortion-related services until less than 12 weeks gestation. And... The, the health centers with a surgical capacity could provide sort of at the higher levels and, and, and everything in the, uh, any termination on any service where the uterine size was more than um, 12 weeks uh, would be provided in the hospital. So, but those uh, sort of a three levels of the healthcare system were working together by transferring the patients to the higher levels according to the needs um, given the gestational age of the women and, and the severity of the circumstances um, sure. that they would arrive at the health facility. And what we found is that it actually works really well because today we have you know, the, the, the medications that can help. We also have 
uh, uh, pregnancy tests are really, really good. There's some clinical uh, uh, training, that, like extensive clinical training that we had to, to do uh, to basically upgrade some of the uh, health extension workers. But they absorbed them really, really well and, uh, and, and were able to provide services um, uh, and the, the 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 sort of a, the the results that you can see is that what we saw before in hospitals such as Abigrat, you know, high bed occupancy uh, with unsafe abortion, that completely um, uh, decreased significantly um, because, uh, of course, this goes also together with the campaign. And I have to mention here that the organization did a wonderful job with us. Um, at the community level, at the grassroots level, to number one, um, explain women the changes in the law, mm. and and uh, uh, and have the sort of a bring the communities together um, in a fight against an um, unsafe pregnancy, uh, unwanted pregnancy. Um, that one of the options would be not interfering with their body. So once you find out that for some reason um, women were faced with an unwanted pregnancy, do not interfere with your body, you go to your nearest health center and you get help. Mm. So we have medications that can bring your period back as early as possible. And that, and, and that was really well um, uh, sort of a, 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 a accepted by, by women. They use their own local language. They use um, their own ways of explaining um, what medication uh, safe termination is. And over time, we saw that we actually had a, a significant smaller number of women coming with unsafe abortions, so those who had interfered. And um, uh, anecdotally, I can't verify this, but we have uh, knowledge from physicians in, in, uh, um, in, the, in, the, in the country, in the areas where we um, were working on this, that some of the, of the clinics um, that were were known private clinics that were providing um, safe terminations um, closed their services. There were uh, uh, radio shows about um, the importance of uh, um, um, uh, terminating pregnancy safely. Yeah. About unwanted pregnancy, they were they were really a really good sort of uh, response from the, the, the overall healthcare infrastructure and the population to, to, um, to address this issue. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like, you've, sounds like you've had a, an incredible impact there. I, mean, I just wonder, um, before all that work was done to, to change societal attitudes a little bit, did you have, when you first uh, mooted this idea to... Um, to the hospital, to the, the community. How well was it received? Uh, did you have to fight to, to get them to pick it up or was it something that you know was so obviously required that, that it was uh, easy to get done? It was actually surprisingly, I was it better received than, than uh, I even was expecting and I, I'm a, a big optimist. <laughs> um, because when, when we present with, with the data about... The, the morbidity and mortality of their own population, it really touches uh, even uh, religious leaders uh, a lot. Mm. And when you also present them with the solutions that they can sort of, uh, within the confines of, of, of sort of a, 
let's say, judgment about, you know, whether when does life begin and what can we do about it. And, and if we focus on keeping women alive, uh, principles, um, people tend to accept um, or at least allow services to be provided. Hmm. Do you think that is something, um, as you say in your paper, the Tigray region has been a, a leader in this kind of social and legal empowerment of women? Um, do you think that's uh, something that you could have done so easily in other areas of Ethiopia or, in fact, other places in sub-Saharan Africa? Um, or do you think this was, was the important place to start? Well, I, I don't know how easy it would have been in, in other places. As I said, there are some uh, specific uh, aspects of Tigray that makes um, this, that, that helped significantly make this project successful. Uh, but I have to say that um, uh, even if, if in the beginning um, we think that it might be uh, a, little more, a little bit more challenges, challenging or it might take a little bit more time to, to get an agreement of what is possible, I think it's, it's, it's worth it the, the try. Mm, absolutely. Um, it's not going to be exactly the same, but any version of... Uh, uh, giving women the, the, the ability to control their own fertility is better than the status quo right mm. now in many places. And your your numbers um, about admissions and, and treatment speak for themselves. Um, what's the next step for this then? Is it going to be rolled out more widely or, um, or what's going on? Well, I think that, uh, so, so the program is no longer research at this point. It, it moved uh, uh, very uh, nicely into sort of a, as part of the, the overall program to provide services, maternal health services. Um, I think that uh, what is needed uh, as we move forward is, number one, uh, either, even further expansion into other villages, um, so to cover the whole the entire region, but also and have services as closer to women as possible, uh, but also expansion expansion into into other uh, regions um, um, of Ethiopia. Of course, this is a you know it takes time and it's a slow process. Um, a lot of resources, financial resources, are required. It, it means that a lot of um, healthcare workers need to be trained in these um, new technologies. And once we do the training, uh, we also revitalize the, the family planning because family planning is a very important component of abortion-related services. Mm. How do you but, do that? Do but, you think? How do you kind of integrate them? So, uh, uh, first of all, uh, we, in the case of, uh, of Ethiopia, we uh, relied quite a bit on the social marketing of, uh, and community-based distribution, uh, uh, some of it that I work in community-based distribution, um, but the social marketing, there's a, a social marketing agency in Ethiopia that is doing a fantabulous job, uh, DKT Ethiopia. Um, sort of a, so, so that they push their services uh, further into the, the rural areas. Um, with the marketing sort of a behavior change communication and subsidized products. Uh, but also every woman, when she arrives at the facility with abortion-related services, is counseled, extensively counseled and provided with methods. So she leaves the facility with the method. 
So we will train the providers um, by looking again at the eligibility criteria of you know, which methods can be provided to women immediately after post-abortion, something that wasn't done before. And we actually have a significant, you know, very high rate of adoption of family planning post-abortion. And that is very important because these women are less likely to uh, uh, have a repeat abortion if, a, if, if they adopt an effective method, a modern method of family mm. planning. But they are also going to be the champions of a family planning method in their communities by telling them, you know, that it's safe, that it's work, and, you know, for those who have never adopted where to go. We also train the community-based distributors uh, to go door-to-door and talk about all these methods. Do you think it was the task shifting, allowing health workers to provide abortions to the, the level that they were skilled to do, that was really instrumental in, in making a difference in this project? So I think that, uh, Duncan, the task shift played a very important role in the success of this program. It allowed uh, sort of the lower-level providers, assistant nurses uh, in, in health centers, but also health extension workers in health posts, uh, to basically deal with all of the early terminations and uncomplicated cases of treatment of incomplete abortion and the community health workers to do their work and family planning so all together to reduce the overall number of cases but if if something was to happen then they will be able to deal with them as early as possible and that is very important because uh, uh, even though uh, terminating uh, a pregnancy um, it's not very costly um, however, it, the difference in costs for the health system is different if that is done in the hospital by a doctor versus done in the health uh, post by a uh, health extension worker. Mm. So it's a big difference in terms of savings, um, cost savings, and um, uh, both to the healthcare system and to the women themselves that don't have to uh, travel many, many hours to get to the to the district hospital, and and uh, and that is is uh, is very important, especially for uh, you know other regions in Ethiopia or other developing uh, other developing countries, especially sub-Saharan Africa, uh, with the limited resources. I think um, it's very, very important to know that we can have task shifting within the provision of abortion-related services. Absolutely, not just money, but um, access as well. It must be much easier for women to... Exactly, to and, and increased access. So you have a base of the pyramid of the healthcare system with a lot more providers being able to provide those services, and that equates to um, a lot of uh, 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 more women being able to access uh, the services. Yeah. Right. Well, um, Thank you, Indola, for coming on and uh, speaking to us about this really innovative method. Uh, it's been very interesting. Thank you, Duncan. Thank you so much.